0: What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, September 21st. Popular radio show host Jason Rance joins me on the podcast today. We're going to talk all about what's killing America. Also, the Biden administration has canceled student debt for 1,200 borrowers, while 30 million more are begging for the taxpayers to give them some relief. And finally, Russell Brand has been demonetized on YouTube while admitted murderers are making money On their channels. I'm Alec Lace. This is the Alec
1: Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right, your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lake Show. The future is family.
0: Welcome everybody to the Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored as always to be here with you guys. Thank you for tuning in and if you are watching live on Rumble, please get down there and hit the share button. Let's get as many people into the live as possible take part in the live chat that's down there. Was pretty fun on Tuesday's broadcast. Get down there, get into the conversations, and please follow me here on Rumble. You guys have been so generous in sharing these broadcasts. We are packing in the viewers on all of these episodes. I just need to see if we can build up our followers, our subscribers here on the channel and keep boosting up our algorithm. And if you guys are listening on one of the podcast apps, Spotify, Apple, please hit me with a rating and review over there. And again, I can't say thank you enough, but please hit that follow button down there and share this with anybody that you know that's a patriotic American, that's hoping that we can save this country. Anybody that wants to make America great again, share the broadcasts with them so we can get just the messages out to as many people as possible. And uh, I'm going to continue to do my best to get the best guests I possibly can. I got that for you today. Popular radio show host Jason Rance joins me on the podcast in a little bit here. You've seen him on Tucker Carlson when he was on Fox a ton of times, especially when that whole uh, fiasco was going on during the Summer of Love, the Black Lives Matter, when they had that Chaz or Chad, whatever they call that little city that they built right in the middle of Seattle. Jason Rance was right there in the mix reporting. So he's seen this stuff up front. And he's got a new book out, What's Killing America. And we are going to dive into it because the best thing you can do is educate yourself, get the facts, get the knowledge. This way you equip yourself with the have the best ability to debate these people, these lunatics from the left. So it's always better to arm yourself with as much information as possible. Get the information. And Jason Rance is one of the guys that has been there, seen it lived it. He's got the experience, he's got the knowledge, and he's put it all into a book, What's Killing America. We're going to dive into that uh, and so much more in just a bit here. He's going to be with me. So it's, it's it really is an honor to have him here on the podcast. I met Jason uh, at an uh, event, I don't know if it was a CPAC or a Turning Point, something like that, that I was covering with First Class Fatherhood. He's a class guy, uh, and he's basically just about truth and getting the truth out to the public. Independent journalists are saving this country, because at least we have somewhere to go to get the information. And so that's important. And one of the reasons, too, you know, we're seeing one of the things that's killing so much of our youth right now in this country, are the people that are coming out of the college without any type of skill set to pay back these crazy loans that they took out. Now, the Supreme Court has already ruled it unconstitutional, which it is, to make the taxpayers responsible to pay off the student loans. But Joe Biden promised all of the now, this was a, a shill and a con by Joe Biden while he was campaigning that he was going to pay off all your student debt if you voted for him, and and he got the young generation, the people that are buried in debt, which there are you know forty million at least or thirty something million that are buried up to their head in debt, and many of them, majority of them don't have the skill sets that have equipped them to pay back any of these loans. So it's been a catastrophe. And now they want to put it on the backs of you. They want to put it on the backs of me, the taxpayer, or who they call the uneducated. The uneducated people. I never went to college, right? I I got a job on the railroad. I'm a mechanic. I work on diesel engine locomotives. And they want me to pay off the student loan that they took out so they could become a social justice warrior extraordinaire. Which it hasn't, which sounded good at the time. The gender studies degree sounded like a great idea at the time, but it, you know it, the problem with the marketplace out there in what we would call reality is that if you don't bring any value, they don't give you much money. And these people that are coming out of the colleges now are finding that out. Now, parents around the country are very concerned, myself included. My oldest son is in a senior in high school, and we are faced with this challenge of where to send them to college. Where should he go? And it seems like more and more of these people are coming out, hating America, hating the police, wanting to live off of the government, wanting to live off of the taxpayer, and, and it's it's frightening to see for parents. So if you're in that situation with me, let me know in the chat down there. Again, follow the channel here on First Class Fatherhood, the, the channel that's here, I'm changing it to the Alec Lay Show as soon as I can. I did start the Alec Lay Show channel, but follow me here on Rumble, and let me know, are you facing this same situation here? Uh, do you have a kid that's a senior in high school like I do. You're worried about it because I know I damn sure am. And so Biden, since he fell short and he knew, he knew, Biden knew when he was promising the American people that he was going to pay off the student loan, that he had no authority whatsoever to do it. And he knew that the Supreme Court justice was going to knock that down. So here's what he does now. And you're going to see this more and more of this as we get closer to the 2024 election. Here's what he just did. Now, the University of Phoenix is where he went. Uh, the Biden administration canceled 1200 loans totaling 37 million dollars uh, in federal loan money which we know the Supreme Court al- already said you can't do this but what they did was they found that the the school uh, deceived the kids by by promising that they would have uh, you know be equipped to get a job when they got out of here that's basically what it was. Uh, so they're saying that it's not fair. The University of Phoenix uh, promised that these kids would get job placement. They weren't able to handle that end of the bargain because when you come out of the, the school with a degree in uh, in in pronouns, there's not much work for you. So there's not really much that the school could have done for them. Why is the school not paying? Why are the taxpayers on the hook for this? Right. That's the thing that drives everybody crazy. Not only th- this is unconstitutional, but you know, tell the University of Phoenix, you are the one that benefited from this. Why don't you pay to money? Why aren't the taxpayers paying the money? And this is all about buying votes anyway. Paying off student debt equals buying votes. There's no other way to explain it. But this is another one of these things where the school, they say, misled the students about job prospects. And right now, you know, there is $1.7 trillion of outstanding federal student loan debt. And if colleges were so worth it, wouldn't all this debt have been paid off by the degrees that are so valuable that the people earned the money to pay off all these loans? What it's showing you is that this this school system is set up for you to fail and make them rich, right? The universities are getting rich and the, the people that are buying these bullshit degrees have nothing to show for it on the other end. So that's all this debt relief is about. The debt relief is about buying votes from the younger Americans in this country. Now, are you going to fall for it again? Are you going to fall for it the second time? Biden already promised you he was going to pay it off. Now he got in and said, oh, well, the Supreme Court knocked it down, which he knew. Now he's promising you again. We're going to pay off all the student loan. You're falling for it again. Same thing with the COVID. As we see, we go around and around again with the COVID-19. Just had Edward Dowd on the podcast last week talking about this nonsense, bringing it all back. We got to have the same stupid debates that we had two years ago. Jimmy Kimball just announced on his Twitter yesterday, on his ex, uh, oh, sorry, guys, got to cancel my show, I got COVID. Well, the the vaccine doesn't work then. And then you have to go back and battle forth. Oh, no, that's not how vaccines work. And you get these idiot trolls that keep bombing you on Twitter when you try to make a simple observation that, hey, this is a a jerk that said you should get vaccinated. He made fun of the people who weren't uh, vaccinated, hoping that they would die. And here he is, triple vaxxed, every vax you can imagine saying, oh, sorry, guys, I got, I, got, I got COVID. I mean, don't you feel like a fool getting yourself injected with all this stuff? Anyway, I'm going on a tear with that. It just, it's, uh, it's just so aggravating to see it. But again, so here's Biden uh, trying to buy more votes with the student loan. And the social justice warriors are all going to get paid from the University of Phoenix. They're going to get their, their, their loans paid off by the taxpayer, by you and by me. And I'm sick of it. Right, Jason Rance joins me in a few minutes here to talk about what's killing America, and and you know so much of it, and what we're going to get into is these Democrat cities that have been just running to the ground by Democrat politicians for years. Right, there was a video that was posted yesterday from Philadelphia. I'm going to run this to the side. Of me, those of you guys listening on uh, Apple or Spotify, jump over to my Rumble channel here, and you'll get a chance to see the videos and and the clips that I share. But uh, here is this video of Philadelphia. Look at this! Like this is an American city. This is an American city that looks like a zombie apocalypse. And this is a Democrat city of Philadelphia. Now, the last time there was a re- the last time there was a Republican mayor in Philadelphia was 1952. 71 years of straight Democratic leadership in Philadelphia. And look how it looks here, right? And for those of you that are just listening, it's everybody bent over, whacked out, drugged out, mental illness running, rampant all over the street. People laying there looking dead on the sidewalk. This is what every Democrat city is looking like. Now, here's Philadelphia, 71 years of straight Democratic rule. If the Democrat policies were working, why would it look like this after 71 years? What is the excuse? What is the reason that you give it? How in the world could you live in Philadelphia and continue to vote Democrat looking at what's happening to the city? It's so so, uh, frustrating to watch what's happening to our country, what's happening at the border. We're getting thousands and thousands of these illegal immigrants coming into the country, all military-age men invading the country. And the left is trying to tell you that you're a conspiracy theorist. Are you a conspiracy theorist in Philadelphia? Look at the video. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Is this is this run into the ground? Would you move your family there? Would you open a business there? It's always a conspiracy theory with the left, although the right is over exaggerating and the right. Meanwhile, especially the people, so many in the GOP that do nothing about any of this stuff being invaded by the border and we're not doing anything about it. All right. So Jason Rance is going to be here with me in a few minutes and stay tuned because after the interview, I am going to announce one of next week's guests. Again, I've been working very hard to give you guys the best guests possible. Follow me here on the channel if you're not already doing so. If you are, thank you. If you're not, please follow the channel on Rumble here. And I'm going to announce one of the guests that will be joining me next week. It is going to be another member of Congress, and I'm going to announce it at the end of today's episode, so stick around. So I'm going to hit you guys with a quick spot right now, and I'm back on the other side with Jason Rance.
1: You're listening to The Alec Lace Show.
2: Alec Lace has interviewed more than 700 dads on his award-winning podcast, First Class Fatherhood. Dads from all walks of life, including Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, Matthew McConaughey, Steve Harvey, Tony Hawk, Eric Trump, and so many more. Find out why First Class Fatherhood has been number one on the iTunes charts. Who these men are as fathers and how they raise their children is far more important than anything they accomplish in their careers. Alec Lace encourages his high-profile guests to share their fatherhood journeys and offer advice to new and soon-to-be dads. Let every father in your contact list know about First Class Fatherhood. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is Father's Day on First Class Fatherhood.
1: You're listening to the Alec Lay Show. The future is family.
0: Welcome back. All right, let's do this here. I'm going to bring Jason Rance onto the podcast here. Don't forget, at the end of today's show, I will be announcing one of the guests that will be joining me here on the Alec Lay Show next week. And also right after I speak with Jason, I am going to be talking about the Russell Brand situation where he has been demonetized on YouTube while admitted killers are profiting on, on the website, on the channel. So uh, stick around for that. I'm going to hit that right after I talk to Jason Rance, but I got Jason in the Zoom room Let's do it. Uh, joining me now, Jason Rance. Welcome to The Alec Lay Show.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, the last time I seen you, uh, I was in a in a booth. I was just talking to you about it, you know, for my show, First Class Fatherhood, which I've done for five years. But because of what I've seen happening in our country, I couldn't keep my mouth shut anymore. And I had to get into this political conversation uh, that you've been covering for a very long time and seeing how the left has been just destroying our country. You're out next week with your first book, What's Killing America Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. So why your first book now? What can we expect to see
2: when we get a copy? So when you read the book, what you'll see pretty clearly is that there are connections city to city in Democrat run cities where the radical left has feeded so much power and they've implemented virtually the same policies and we've seen the exact same results. When you look at local media coverage in your own community about the homelessness crisis or the crime crisis or even the cost of living issues that you're dealing with, they don't generally connect dots to policy. They'll give you the sort of the transactional story. Here's what the story is. Here's what maybe is going to happen next. And then they move on to some puff piece. But the problem is that means people aren't as informed as they need to be. In order to actually see some significant changes. And so I tell you the what that's happening all across the country in Democrat run cities, how it's spreading far outside of their cities. And then, of course, the why. Why do folks on the radical left believe what it is they believe? If we don't understand that, we're not going to be able to stop them. And then on top of it, I tell you what actually does work on these topics that I break down in What's Killing America so that we can actually have informed conversations with folks and convince them to see things just a little bit differently, especially when we're talking about these big Democrat-run cities. For the most part, you're going to be talking with Democrats, and you have to understand their motivations, and you have to understand why they're not connecting the dots that we're connecting so that we can actually you know, come to some conclusions and then convince them that there is a better way.
0: Yeah, well said, Jason. And, and it's what it boggles my mind is so many of these cities have been run by Democrats for decades. It's not like this is something that just started this week. I mean, this has been coming for a long time and yeah. we're seeing we're seeing the crime increase year after year. So what makes no sense to me is how these people can continue to vote for the same thing year after year, even though they're seeing the results with their own eyes. It doesn't make yeah. any sense.
2: Well, again, that's part of the reason why I wrote What's Killing America, is to connect those dots. I think it's really easy for a lot of folks to not be able to know the why and just the what. They know what's happening. They don't necessarily know why because they're not being told explicitly why. You know, when you think about just talk radio or conservative media on television, that's not reaching hundreds of millions of people. If it was reaching that many people, we would probably be able to convince folks about what's actually going on on the ground. But just based on some of my own experiences covering Seattle and just the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or the the Chaz Chop scenario, you know, I was doing reporting and I was hearing from folks in Seattle who was telling, who were telling me, I'm making it all up. I'm like, I've got video that I'm showing. I'm clearly not making this up. But it's really easy for folks to sort of just live in their own bubble. And conservatives are the same way. When you've got a family, when you've got a job, you're busy. You're not going to be able to do all the research that you need to in order to truly understand what's going on and why it's going on. So What's Killing America aims to fix that.
0: Yeah, and it is it is killing America. And, you know, another thing, too, is like we have a blueprint of how this can change, because Rudy Giuliani came in and took over New York City as mayor. When the, when the crime, the murder rate was far bigger than it is now. I mean, you're talking about 2,000 or more murders a year when he yep. came into, into the office, and he gave a blueprint on how to fix this. By the time he left, New York City was the tourist capital of the world. And we have, we've seen what he did. It worked. Why are we not applying it? Or why not people asking, hey, wait a minute, why don't we do what New York City did, and we could change our city around? The families are suffering. The businesses are
2: suffering. Here's something that worked. Let's apply it. Yeah, I think too often we're dealing with folks who are blinded by their own ideology or they justify some short term pain because they think it's going to lead to long term gain. The the subtitle of the book doesn't go after Democrats. It goes after the radical left. And I think that there's a difference between radicals and just your average Democrat, the average Democrat and the average Republican on most of these issues, they're on the same page. They might have some slight differences in how you might approach an issue, but for the most part, they generally acknowledge the problems. They acknowledge that there are some basic solutions that we can do that make sense and say, we need to actually act. The problem is when you have radicals who are in charge and when we have ceded so much power to radical activists, they're not really caring about what's going on on the ground if they can convince themselves, okay, this is only gonna happen, it's only gonna last for a little bit, but ultimately we're gonna get to this utopian society that they think is is possible, when of course it's not. And then on the other hand, there are some folks who just do not see what everyone else seems to see. And while I think that the tide is turning as it relates to some of these issues, particularly around gender identity and education, it's just happening too slowly. And what I fear is going to occur is, frankly, what's happening right now in San Francisco, where you finally, and I covered this in What's Killing America, you finally have some folks deciding, I'm actually going to make some changes. They go after Chesapeake Dean, who was the prosecutor, was a George Soros wannabe. They went after anyone who was eligible to be recalled from the school board in San Francisco. So they were making the changes, but they're not really seeing the results yet because when you have these kinds of societal changes, these cultural shifts, that's a lot to undo. And it's gonna take a very long time. And my fear is in particular San Francisco that we're watching that city die in real time. I don't know if we're gonna be able to turn that around. I don't know if you're going to be able to truly save San Francisco. And if you are, it's going to take a very long time. And I don't know what it's going to look like on the ground as they're trying to save themselves and then rebuild. What we're seeing across the country is basically that exact issue just happening in cities like Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, L.A., Seattle and Portland, and so many other cities in between. And what is often the case, these bad policies that start to break down cities, the same politicians who inspire activists to take to the streets and demand certain changes, that doesn't just stay in those big cities. It's not Las Vegas. What happens in Manhattan doesn't stay there. What happens in L.A. doesn't stay there. It spreads to the suburbs. And a lot of folks are unfortunately waking up to the fact that there's way more homeless people in my community now. There is a cost of living that is absurd. The taxes being imposed upon us are out of control. All of a sudden, you've got migrants who are living in your communities, in your hotels, and they're coming from a porous border. Uh, Unless we recognize these issues, and again, understand why it's happening, we're not going to truly be able to stop it.
0: It's scary stuff, Jason. And, and and to your point again, what's killing America? The link to the book is down there in the description of today's podcast. But uh, to, to your point, like you know, the radical left is the big issue here. And and I say this all the time: like if you talk to regular Democrat voters. About especially the parents. Do you want to have your daughter sharing a bathroom with a grown man? The answer is always no. They don't agree with these things. And that's why I say these are the points you really got to hammer. Do you want your daughter competing against boys in sports? They don't agree with that. So those are the points I think we really need to hammer as we get closer to 2024 specifically. But I don't know if it's too late. Uh, But we are seeing like even in Chicago, where the the mayor is trying to sue the automakers for the rise in auto thefts 142 cars a day getting stolen in Chicago. And he's blaming the automakers. But people in Chicago, the migrant crisis is another one of these issues to hammer on because they're asking and begging, can we stop bringing these people into our city? It's taking away resources from the under uh, underprivileged people in our community that need these resources. So I think the transgender stuff, the sharing of the bathrooms and the illegal immigration are the real things to focus on, to try to sway voters over to the
2: right? 100%. I actually break down these issues by chapter in the book. And I think that when individuals personally experience something, then their eyes have a tendency to open up. And again, individuals based on their own ideological beliefs, particularly if we're talking about the very deeply blue areas like a Seattle, Portland, Chicago, uh, D.C. for the most part. What you end up seeing is this reluctance to accept reality until they're directly impacted by whatever it happens to be. And for some, that just means taking their kid to a park and their kid can't play there because it's overrun by homeless people who are either shooting up or smoking fentanyl in plain view. For others, it's the migrant crisis. I think Chicago is a perfect example of folks realizing in real time. What's going on because they're now personally impacted. They're seniors who can't go to a a senior facility that they used to have access to because we're giving it out to folks who are in this country illegally. Same thing in New York, where folks are having their kids not being able to play on soccer fields because they've given them over to migrants. I think this is the wake up call for a lot of folks. I just would prefer. They not have to personally experience anything, because at that point, it makes it even more difficult to roll some of these issues back, these policies or even laws back in their own communities or in their state. So part of the reason why I wrote What's Killing America is to highlight these issues for the folks who do just need a little bit of a wake up call through no fault of their own. Again, people are busy. We have lives. They're not able to always follow things and understand the intricacies behind how something actually comes to fruition. But I don't want them to have to take their kid to a park and have them pick up a used needle. I don't want them to suddenly be on the lookout for a new apartment or a home to purchase. And it's just way too expensive for them. These are results of policy decisions. We are allowing it because I can tie and I do this in the book, some of what's impacting us, some of what's killing America, directly to policies, initiatives, strategies, or laws. And that means the good news is you can walk them back. You can reverse them. You just have to be able to recognize them.
0: And, and, I ho- and I hope it happens sooner than later, because like you're saying, uh, ki- what's killing America will quickly become what killed America if nothing changes. And again, what's killing America? The link to the book is down there in the description below. And, and to the point, too, uh, about the drug use in the cities, New York City, at least. And I know other cities have done it, but New York City has at least three shooting galleries where you can just walk in and shoot. Now, the opening day, three people overdosed uh, in these shooting galleries. And to me, it's no different than Canada having this uh, you know legal suicide where assisted suicide that they have. It's the same thing. That's what you're doing. It's assisted suicide, inviting people to come in and shoot dope. And then what does it bring to the neighborhood? You're not bringing in the best for the neighborhood, for the businesses, for the school systems, for the families by putting these facilities into these cities and people have to be looking and saying, wait a minute, do I want to live in a neighborhood that has a, sh- a heroin shooting gallery right up the street? Do I want my kids walking home from school? where all the now, how are these people getting the money? They provide everything but the heroin. They got to get the heroin themselves somehow. So how are they going to do it? They ain't working jobs. They're robbing the neighborhood stores. So this is just a recipe for disaster. And if it doesn't change, these cities are going to become look like complete third world countries.
2: Yeah, that's unfolding right now in Philadelphia. And it started with the idea of heroin injection sites where you've got folks who are leading some of these cities. It was San Francisco, Seattle, uh, and Philadelphia, all basically vying to be that first city that would install what at the time was called safe consumption sites, which is ludicrous because you can't safely, it's, if you need a medical professional there to make sure you don't die from the consumption, uh, that means it's not safe. It means it's inherently dangerous. And in Philadelphia, they decided to go with the neighborhood Kensington or Kenzo. And it's because there was a high population of homeless addicts in that area. And so they said, okay, well, let's build this thing where they are. And the crisis has only worsened as it relates to drug overdoses, homelessness, and crime in Philadelphia. And just the other day, they decided at the council level, we need to walk this back. We have to create zoning for this. And Kensington can't be one of the zones in which they allow for heroin injection sites. But at the same time, they're not completely banning it in the city. So it's all they're doing is placing the issue in another neighborhood to be determined and they're going to suffer the exact same consequences. When it comes to specifically to drug use and our drug policy in this country, it is being inspired by something called harm reduction. That's the strategy name. Now, if I went and spoke to anyone at random, I could walk out of my office today and pick 10 people at random to say, hey, can you explain what harm reduction is? They would say no. 10 out of 10, no one would know what that is. And yet that is the policy, the strategy that is being used right now all across the country. It's impacting our lives, it's responsible for the deaths of people. And so I go through the book or in the book to explain what harm reduction is, how it's being used by folks on the radical left, how they're selling it to us because on paper, it sounds way better than what it is in execution. And I guarantee you that there are going to be aspects of strategies, whether it's around this or housing, for example, that folks probably maybe have heard the phrase in passing and they were like, oh, that sounds fine. Let's move on. But they don't actually know what's really behind it. And this gives you that information.
0: Yeah, awesome stuff. Important book to have in your hands. What's Killing America inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities. Link down there in the description below. And and Jason, you've seen up close one one of these things, especially in Seattle during the whole Summer of Love, the the forces of Antifa, which has become like the, the, the military arm of the left in so many of these cities, we saw with the Black Lives Matter who openly call for the destruction of the nuclear family unit, how that is supposed to help the black community. I've never been able to figure out why would you support something like that? Come to find out Black Lives Matter using the money to buy themselves mansions, not help out the black communities but antifa we're told all the time oh that's this is an idea antifa there is no such thing it doesn't formally exist and it's hard to you know you have conversations with people who are just watching cnn just watching msnbc and believe this rhetoric that antifa doesn't even exist when you see it you have seen it up close and in person how do you convince or sway these people that no what's happening here with these people are is dangerous
2: Yeah, I think part of it is just continuously telling the story. To your point, you're not getting that story at all on CNN, which means you're not getting the images, you're not getting the photographs, you're not getting the interviews. And the fact of the matter is, I was able to infiltrate Antifa in some of my coverage over that whole BLM riots that were supposedly peaceful protests. And, you know, when I capture video and photos where they're literally waving a flag that says Antifa and chanting, we are Antifa. That's a little bit of a hint that they do, in fact, exist. I mean, it's the equivalent of saying white supremacists don't exist. Who's the leader of white supremacy? Who's the, the singular person at the top of an organization called the white supremacy threat? There is none. And yet no one on the left is going to argue that white supremacists don't exist. In fact, that's all they seem to think exists. And so for them to use that kind of language when talking about Antifa is just absolutely ludicrous. These are folks who self-identify as Antifa. You don't have to have a national group that you're led by. You don't have to have a charter in order to be a member of a group. We're not calling it a formal organization that has national chapters all over the place, no more so than we did when talking about the Occupy movement. Who was the leader of Occupy? Who was the leader of Occupy Wall Street? Who was the one singular person who was elected or hired to lead that group? No one, and yet no one had any problem saying Occupy because at the time they were romanticizing it and they didn't really feel like pushing back too hard because they liked what it stood for. And early on, especially with Antifa, they were engaged in what they thought was legitimate activism when it wasn't, it was violence, but they were doing that to the benefit of the Democrat Party and to the Democrats who are part of the radical left. And so there was a reluctance to even mention anything critical of them. That was obviously a mistake and, We've got plenty of evidence to suggest strongly that they are, in fact, organized. They're just not organized at a national level.
0: Great points, Jason. And that's why I think this book, What's Killing America, you break down these points, you have the information, you've done the research, you've been there in person. And that's why we got to equip ourselves with the tools to debate these topics in the public forum, in the subway, on the train, wherever it may be. And that's why we need to get this information into as many people's hands as possible. Uh, So props to you. What's Killing America? Inside the radical left's tragic destruction of our cities Link down below. What do you have planned for the book? You got any book signings coming up, making appearances? What's what's on the schedule?
2: Yeah, so we've got some events around the country. A lot of them are here in Washington State. I'm doing an event in San Francisco in October for the Commonwealth Club, and I'll be touring basically for media appearances, helping to promote the book. Uh, You know, a, a lot of people... I hope are aware of this, but if you're not, conservative authors have a heck of a hard time actually getting our book out there, getting it covered, getting it promoted, having even reasonable discussions with folks because they don't want to help. And so to get on any bestseller list, we have to work 10 times harder, which is why I'm promoting as early as I have been. Pre-orders, particularly on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Walmart, these are incredibly crucial. To getting a book to see success. And uh, I put a lot of energy and effort into the book. So I, I certainly hope people will purchase it. It's a nice little hefty book as well. So you're going to get a lot of uh, information out of it. And uh, I'm really proud of the work that I did and the people who helped. Well, God bless you for writing it
0: again. I think it's a a book that everybody needs to get into their hands to get this information into their head to be able to debate these issues. Uh, So props to you. The book again, What's Killing America? The link is in the description below. Jason Rance, it's been an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on The Alec Lace Show.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you having me.
0: All right. That was awesome. Don't forget to check out Jason's book. The link is down there in the description below. What's killing America? It's the Democrats that are killing America. We've got to stop them. We got to throw them out of the White House, out of as many branches of the government as possible. And they can't happen soon enough. So I really appreciate again, like I was saying, you know, it's important to get the information when you want to have these debates with the liberals in your life, the Democrats in your life. Get as much of the information as possible. And and Jason's book is going to do that for you because he's going to lay out examples of how we got here, what we're seeing on the ground, and what we need to do moving forward. So it's perfect to equip yourself Uh, you know, callous your mind for all these conversations that are going to keep ramping up as we get closer and closer to 24, but give yourself the ability to debate these issues and uh, have the information. So the link to the book, again, What's Killing America, Jason Rance, is down there in the description below. And while you're down there, hit that follow button and hit the share button because we got some more to do here. We're going to talk about this Russell Brand situation. Russell Brand is somebody that they want to shut up because they don't like what the guy is saying. Here's a taste of it.
3: The pandemic created at least 40 new big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than wow. two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 right. billion okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. And, and may I just mention, finally, and these are, this is also a fact, that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German public funded the BioNTech uh, vaccine. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding. It's difficult not to... Okay, but I will just add one thing. It is possible that these are... (laughs) Greedy capitalists made a lot of money. All I'm querying is this. Yes. Is if you have an economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military industrial complex benefits from war, where energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to generate states of perpetual crisis where the interests of ordinary people
0: separate from the interests of the elite. Right, so because Russell Brand is talking like that, They've come out with these allegations, sexual abuse allegations. You know, there's always these ones that pop up decades ago, and now they're coming forward. Oh, look, this guy, uh, sexually inappropriate, rape, misconduct, whatever it may be. And of course, because they want to shut everybody up that challenges the globalist elite in this country, Everybody believes it. The media is in on it. Oh, it's it's definitely when Larry Sinclair came out on Tucker and talked about what Obama did. Everyone's like, oh, you can't believe that guy. But these obscure women who popped up out of the past from decades ago. Oh, you got to believe them. It's the same scenario playing out. We saw it with Andrew Tate. They didn't like the fact that Andrew Tate... They're going after these guys that have got that are growing the biggest audiences and have the biggest reach, the biggest metrics. They are trying to shut them up because they see them as dangers to what they are trying to do in this country and around the world, right? The globalists see guys like Russell Brand and they're going to try to do what they can to shut them up. So what YouTube has done now is they've demonetized them. They've also... Here's the letter here where they they asked TikTok if there's a way they can stop him from making profits on TikTok, and then they sent a letter to Rumble asking them to demonetize and to take him down. Here is Rumble's response to that, and I'm going to put it on the board here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to go down to the last paragraph. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our company's values and mission. We empathetically reject the UK parliament's demands. Bravo to Rumble, the CEO and the whole crew over there. And thank God that platforms like this exist because what would we do without them? We'd have nowhere to go. They are going to shut down anybody that threatens them. Now here it is, Russell Brand, right? If it's just about that this guy is evil, that this guy is no good, And that's why we're not paying him. We don't want to be associated with paying somebody that's this evil. Even though these are allegations, there's been convictions of nothing. He's being proven guilty before he's even tried in the eyes of YouTube and in the eyes of the UK Parliament. He's already guilty. So they're demonetizing him. Now, who's monetized on YouTube? Who's making money? Well, I'll put this uh, tweet up on the board because I responded to Candace Owens asking that. And she quote tweeted me. And this is what I put. Sammy the Bull has a YouTube channel, and he admitted to murdering 19 people. So Candace Owens quote tweeted that and said, No, but seriously, what does the literal YouTube policy read? If a crime is alleged, we will demonetize your channel. If a crime is confirmed, we will pay you. Now, that's basically what's going on. Now, Sammy the Bull, because... Americans are so, you know, ensconced with the mafia, the mob life, I they, they can't get enough of it. Sammy the Bull makes a ton of money talking about, in detail, murders that not only involved the mob, but murder, murders that he took part in. Now, right away, people saying, oh, he didn't directly kill. He admitted to being involved in 19 murders under oath. He discusses these murders in detail on YouTube. And they're paying him. But they're not going to pay Russell Brand because there's allegations of sexual abuse from decades ago. That's how crazy this is. If you believe it, you are an idiot. This has nothing to do with them worried about Russell Brand's character or who he might have hurt. This is about politics. This is about protecting the globalist elite in this world that are trying to destroy the United States of America. There's no other explanation. And Russell Brand is a guy who's trying to expose the globalists. And they're making him pay for it. So follow Russell Brand on Rumble and follow me down here on Rumble. Hit that follow button. And you know it was interesting, the big thing trending yesterday too, and I'll just touch on it a second here, is that Mer- uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, this guy made a complete fool out of himself saying that, oh, the law applies the same to everybody. And it's laughable. He was getting blasted all over social media yesterday, particularly on X. How in the world could you say that with a straight face, that the law is applying equally to everybody? We we see this every single where in our society. We see it right here with the way the president of the United States is being treated here. And, And again... It's all about shutting down the people that are a threat to this globalist nonsense. And it's all about climate change. It's all about the vaccine. It's all about racial segregation. They're doing everything possible to separate the Americans and then destroy this country. We're seeing it from the border. It's wide open. We're being invaded. If we don't win the election in 2024, this country is finished. Now, it may seem like gloom and doom every time we have an election. This is the biggest election we've ever had. If we do not get the Democrats out of the White House with this election in 2024, this country is finished. There's no other way out of it. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm I cannot keep my voice shut no more about politics. I've got to get into the fight. As many of you out there listening, use your voice, get into the fight because we're losing this country and it's and you have to have faith that we could turn it around but if we don't get it in 2024 man we are in a, and we are in serious serious trouble of losing this great United States of America and then there's no place on the planet for you to go to to have your freedom so i know it's uh you know it's always this rev- uh, fear porn or it's always like oh my god the world's going to end that's the climate change alarmists oh my god if you drive your car and don't take the bus you're killing the planet all I'm saying is you can just look around yourself. Look what I just showed you with Philadelphia. Look at Chicago. Look at San Francisco. If the Democrat policies actually worked, there would be no places like that in existence in the United States. So ask yourself, why am I continuing to vote Democrat? Right. If the vaccine worked, you wouldn't get COVID anymore. Ask yourself, why am I continuing to get vaccinated? These are simple things that you don't need to trust the science. You don't need, you don't need to talk to a 2,000-year-old guru. You don't need to be a, a, a professor from Harvard. Just look at your own eyes and see what is happening in our country. Use the common sense. Use the conscience that God gave you and open your eyes. We are in danger of losing this great republic. And it's very sad. So anyway, that's what's going on. I know Russell Brand, that's the UK. They're shutting him down. YouTube now, uh, they have obliged. And Russell Brand can't make any money. And it's all because he's saying things that they don't like. And if you say something they don't like, they will shut you down too. If you're small enough, you'll slide through the radar. The minute you start gaining traction, they will shut you down. I've seen it myself, just from my YouTube channel. You know how many videos I've had demonetized on my First Class Fatherhood channel when I didn't even talk about anything that had to do with anything but fatherhood? Mike Lindell interview, demonetized. Rudy Giuliani interview, demonetized. Dinesh D'Souza interview, pulled down and banned from YouTube. Dr. Robert Malone video, demonetized, then banned. Right? Peter McCullough. These go on and on. I've seen it. And I've got a small channel. That's why I'm here on Rumble. That's why I'm talking about this stuff right now because i've got four kids because i've got a family and because i'm concerned about the future of this country and i know you are too so let's get this going share these broadcasts with everybody that you can in your contact list get down there please follow the channel share the broadcasts let's build it up here let's work together let me know in the comments down there if you have any guests that you would like to see on the podcast here another great guest today jason rance again his book what's killing america a link to his book is down there in the description below Next week on the podcast, I told you I had a guest announcement for those of you who stuck around here on the live till the end. Next week, Congressman Scott Perry joins me on the podcast. He'll be here on Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. Follow me on X at Alec Lace. I'll be announcing Tuesday's guest over on X. All right. So that's all I got for you guys here today. Those are the stories I wanted to hit you with. Thank you for everybody who tuned in, participated in the chat, uh, commented, liked this video. And again, please follow the channel. I'm trying to build up the presence over here. You guys have been great. And God bless you. God bless you listeners. God bless America, our first responders and our military veterans. And I will catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend. I'll be back here Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble.